When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, absolutely please, give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, like right here on YouTube, Go ahead and subscribe below Laker Tom today. That's okay. He won't bite. I promise. Go ahead. Click on the subscribe button. And so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. So please like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and join us today at LakersBall.com. Plus, Joe Sorrell has this little thing going on in Southern California where he can transform your lawn into something much more beautiful than it is today. And you can find out where at Sinblades, Sinblades with the Y.com. Plus, also, as well, of course, you can go ahead and catch us each and every time out for every game. Live watch parties via playback.tv. Go ahead and sign up for free and join us right there at the Lakers Fast Break channel. Plus also as well, of course, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom. You know he's blogging. He's always blogging. You can go ahead and join him and Yami Swoot, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, today at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and be part of all the fun at Lakerholics.com each and every day. Plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And if you can support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers getting four days off, getting plenty of rest, no excuses, heading into tonight's game at the Crypt against the Detroit Pistons, a team which played yesterday against the Clippers, who are going to be a little bit fatigued. No problems, no worries for the Lakers, right, heading into the game? Well, the first worry was that LeBron, who we had hoped would come back into the game, unfortunately was not able to go ahead and join us due to his Injuries still being out. He tried out before the game, but unfortunately the the abductor area is still not 100%, not ready to go, so he sat out the game. But we got Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant into the rotation, and the Lakers looking a little bit better, looking a little bit more 
rested, as so I thought, but as I noted on our live stream, the Lakers had issues with the Pistons for the first three quarters. It just seemed like the energy was not where I needed it to be and where I thought it would be coming off a four-day rest against a team that just played yesterday. But heading into the fourth quarter, I said, Tom, the Detroit Pistons are going to lose. The Lakers are going to pull away because they're going to run out of gas. And that's exactly what they did. Well, I will say that, yes, it is too soon, Joe. But, yes, I will say that they did run out of gas and the Lakers did pull away due to a fantastic performance from Anthony Davis. 38 points, 16 rebounds, four block shots. Although Laker Tom questions five that should be block five blocks. Shots. Yeah, it should be five blocks because I thought he got that fifth block. But, okay, 38, 16, and four, a very dominant performance mm -hmm. for him against a very undersized Detroit Pistons. Lonnie Walker chipped in with 17. Austin Reeves looked very solid. 16 plus a plus minus of plus 14. Best on the team today. Wenyan Gabriel was 5 for 5 for 15 points and 7 rebounds. Thomas Bryant came back into the lineup with 8 points on a 4 for 6. Russell Westbrook did not shoot well but was plus 11 with 10 points and 12 assists. Dennis Schroeder only 2 points in his return. And Kendrick Nunn was 4-for-4 four four and 2-for-2 two two behind the three-point line for 10 points. And the Lakers got a solid effort from almost everybody out there. And they did go ahead and pull away in the end, in the fourth quarter, actually when it counted and when it mattered the most, 128-121 to 121 to go 4-10 on the year, really looking good. I will say that it, it was a, again... A good performance in the fourth quarter. Kind of concerning that they didn't have the kind of energy I was hoping for in the first three quarters. That third quarter snuck up us on again, where we got outscored in the third quarter. So that's still of a concern. But otherwise, again, a dominant AD performance was the difference. And that's something we need to talk about as far as how we can translate this victory into maybe getting some momentum. The Lakers have now won two in a row. Hopefully that'll start getting the ball rolling where the Lakers can go ahead and be more competitive in Western Conference. And here today to talk about the game, first up, always want to go ahead and mention that he's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Guy is out there with his trades, as you see on Twitter, at LakerTom. It's amazing the kind of responses that he gets from Twitter each and every time he does it. He must like pain. Because he keeps on doing it. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, great to have you here, my friend. I do want to go ahead and turn it over to you as we were on our coverage, the live watch parties that we do. We were on tonight, and you commented throughout as far as really, really, really solid and really good performance by everyone around, but really outstanding performance by Anthony Davis. Yeah, AD was great. Um, yeah, the team is still three three legitimate starters or rotation players away from being a good team. And, uh, you know, it takes a, it takes a joint effort. And, and I thought that, you know, the defense again was, was not very good. The Pistons are, you know, the worst team in the first quarter in the entire league. And they scored 37 points on us in the first quarter. So it was a, it was a tough game in that standpoint. And, and I thought that, uh, I thought what's really good about, this game and the last game wins without without LeBron James in the lineup. Situations that forced Anthony Davis 
to take the baton from LeBron James that that frankly it is hard to take that. You know, two years ago, basically LeBron announced that Anthony Davis was going to take the baton from him. But then a combination of injuries and probably LeBron being not the easiest guy in the world to take the baton from. You know, I mean, he's averaged 30 points per game last year. So how you take the baton away from a guy like that? You know, you sometimes it sometimes it takes a period like this where LeBron is injured and AD is called upon to do things that may have been supernatural before. Then, but things that that eerily have glimpses of what could be after LeBron retires. What is the post-LeBron years going to look like if Anthony Davis is the A player? And I think what we've seen now, you know, I, I wrote an article that I thought that the game, the first game that we won the other day was a sign, of, a glimpse of what we could see from Anthony Davis without LeBron James. Um, and tonight, I think we saw another dose of that. I mean, 18 for 21 from the line. <laughs> you know, I mean, the guy was unstoppable. Four, block, five block shots. I, I actually blocked the fifth shot there when we were watching at the end of the game. He took over that game totally. Dominated that game. 16 rebounds. Um, just like the previous game where he made 23 at 25 shots. He did attempt a three today. I think he missed it. Nobody loves threes like I do, but I don't give a dang if he takes a three. I want him just to kill him inside like that. Um, and we need to do everything we can to make him more capable of doing that. Um, I think it was good that Thomas Bryant came along. We need a guy out there who can shoot. And if they don't trade for a center that can do that, then, you know, we're going to have to hope that guys like Bryant can do that because you, you know, you AD needs to have room to operate underneath and he needs to, to not be, you know, have teams sag in where he's rebounding against two or three guys where he can really dominate one or two guys. And, and, uh, you know, if he continues to play like this, I think that it's, it's the sign that we really need that, that, that he's elevated his game to another level. Um, I predicted that we do six and six and one over the next seven games, the last seven games in November. Um, and we could that would let us finish at a nine and eleven record, which I think would be pretty good. You know, it doesn't mean that we would be good enough to make the playoffs. Um, I think what it means is that we did good enough, we played well enough, so that we, so that the front office can't really say that this team is not worth investing two draft picks. I think that's what it comes down to. They have to make, they have to do something. They're for playing us. cupcakes right now, my friend. Doesn't matter. Half of the teams that you play are cupcakes. Half of the teams, the Lakers were predicted according to the number of games that they were supposed to win to, you know, be about in the middle of the pack. There'll be half of the teams they'll be favored against, half of the teams they'll be underdogs. And and that's the way the whole series has been. I mean, we had the toughest schedule for the first 10 games, and we have one of the easiest schedules for the next, you know, the next seven games are easy. The only tough game we've got in there really is the Suns. Although I'm worried about the Spurs, we need to beat the Spurs three times in order to make this happen. And and as I was talking about, Jakob Bertel is uh, is a pretty damn good player, and he's really rough underneath the boards. Hack a Pirtle. Yeah, I know you can hack you can hack you can hack him to death, and it, and he's he's not a good free throw shooter, but man, he kills. He, he makes Shaq look like Rick Barry, and, and he's the kind of guy that that gets AD into foul trouble. 
you know, and he's the kind of guy exactly that we need somebody like Miles Turner for. Um, the big, the big players that you know, you just, you just want to. We, you know, they're going to be the biggest team. They're going to be the team that plays big, and and plays underneath, and they're going to punch the ball inside and try to really beat us up that way. And you know, and they can shoot the ball. They got two shooters that they're, you know, in that they're basically trying to trade to us, you know, in, uh, in Jay Rich and, and, um, uh, Devin Vassell, he's been playing really well. No, he's a shooter. As far as Richardson? No, Josh Richardson's one of them, but the other guy is, this guy used to be with Indiana. He's a three-point shooter. Oh, McDermott, Dougie McDermott. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got two good shooters, both, both good shooters, which they're offering with, with Ertl for, uh, Russ in one pick. You know, that's one of the trades that's out there for one pick. Jakob is not the guy who fits the mold that we want for our center. Um, but he's probably a pretty trade-worthy piece. You know, he's only making like $9 million a year. Um, and he's he's a rugged defender. He's a good defend, defensive center. Um, and, and he can score underneath. You know, he's the kind of guy who's going to try to dunk on you every single time he can. So he's not, he's not chopped liver. Um, he's just not a good fit for what, what the Lakers need. Um, but if they could get a third team involved, you know, that likes him, you know, the Nets need a center. There's the Warriors need a center. There's a bunch of teams out there that need centers. And if you get a third team involved, maybe you can make out a deal that would work work for them. But um, we got to win. We got two in a row. <laughs> and believe me, four and ten sounds a hell of a lot better than three and eleven. Um, and we have a shot if we have a shot you know we've got a shot to to win four or five more games you know before the end of november which would all of a sudden make us kind of respectable kind of like kind of like the warriors at six and nine you know and the nets at six and nine and well one of the things like we mentioned you know in the nba observations earlier this week was that the lakers were even with as bad a start as they they were they're two and a half games out of a plan right yep so that mindset you know, that, be plus be pros- that plus the time off and the prospect of getting guys back, which didn't, you know, which had about the effect that I thought I was going to have. Um, it takes a lot of pressure off of the Lakers to make a deal right at this moment. Um, you're all of a sudden seeing a lot of teams being thinking, you know, there's a lot of talk about the bulls possibly tanking. Um, and uh, it's like every day you see another tweet where, where some club is announcing that, X, Y, and Z are now available for trades, you know, and uh, that's exactly what the Lakers were hoping would happen after the first 20 games. And, and so they're, you know, they're, I, I think, I don't think we're going to see anything happen until after Thanksgiving, but I do think that what the team is doing now is proving that, that they are worth investing because if they, you know, if you, if you make the right trades, you can add three quality either starters or, or rotation players in an eight, nine man rotation that will make this team a lot better. And, and they could be a competitor in the right situation. Um, and like you said, Gerald, the, the expected teams that are going to run the West basically have all gotten off the lousy starts, you know, and you got teams like Portland and Portland and Utah who are surprising everybody, you know, and, uh, Chances are that's not going to last forever. You know? Well, the Clippers just got Kawhi back. Uh, you saw Luca; he's starting to really start to get in the, a sensational game for him again today. As far as triple doubles concerned, he's 
leading the league in scoring as well. You're seeing all these teams right around there, just a game or two above 500 that should be expected to go higher. We also see the problems with Golden State. We don't know how long that's going to last, if they're going to continue to do so. But I do want to mention, I want to make a correction. Jakob Pertl is no longer shooting in the 30s as far as his free throw percentage. He's hitting a sparkling 47.9%. Yeah, he's always, he was always a miss one, make one guy. You know, that's that's, that's not even a miss one, make one. That's a miss one, yeah, kind of make one. Come on, Gerald. Out of out of a hundred times, he's going to be three times when he doesn't make one, miss one. And the thing is, you can't play those type of players down the stretch in games. Mm-hmm. That's a hard well, thing to it do. Just depends. Just depends. It just depends what the matchup is. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll and see, it just but... depends whether you're ahead or behind. You know. <laughs> this is true. I guess that's true. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're climbing their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound in the left ear, yep. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Also here today is a good man indeed. Two games away, two wins away from the one chip challenge. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. Of course, our coverage as far as our live watch parties, a major part of it. And also as well, you want your lawn transformed today and you live in the Southern California area. Go ahead and check out Symblades, Symblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, I'll take the win. Again, the Lakers, you know, with that four days rest, it came to play in that fourth quarter. I was kind of worried because they seemed out of sync. They seemed a little bit raggedy. They seem a little bit rusty even at times during the first three quarters, but you saw what that four days of rest did in that fourth quarter as they pulled away from the Detroit Pistons. So you believe the four the four days made them rusty in the fourth? 
Uh, no, I said the four days made them rusty during the parts of the game. Parts of the game, they looked rusty. You know, like they haven't played for a while. You know, especially in the first quarter, like Tom was mentioning. And then in the fourth quarter, you could see that four days of rest, the Lakers were a little bit fresher. They were able to go ahead on both ends and be a little bit more active. Whereas Detroit, who played yesterday, they started to run out of gas. I've seen enough games where we played teams that were on a back end of a back-to-back and they had had a week off and they still got waxed. I don't know necessarily if that's – that's kind of a little overhyped in my opinion when it comes to young players. I don't think it uh, makes that much of a difference. That's what I saw. I'm just telling you, the energy well, was there in the fourth quarter for the Lakers. Well, you better get your glasses straightened out. Well, I don't wear glasses normally, but I can upon request, especially when we go Lakers. Well, we did, we did hold them to 26 points, which was the lowest number of points in a quarter. Here's, well, here's what I've noticed. I was This is the first game I was in and out of this year. But I did, a, I did get a chance to watch the third quarter. And up until the last minute and a half, they were playing. <laughs> they were playing. They were playing pretty. Uh, when I say pretty well. There's a show of effort that's rewarded with actual points. Mm-hmm. They they like Wenyan Gabriel as much as I know I know Gerald loves that guy like you know it's probably his favorite player. All effort, all yeah. effort guy. I will it's give no, him it's not. It wasn't just effort. He, he he's been different this year. He's he's playing controlled. He's playing smart. He's know where he he knows his shooting range. He's no longer trying well, to check I, I it up think, from the outside. I think he's he's picked up on AD's putback dunks after missed layups. I thought because yeah, that's a good range for him because he knows well, he can't well, shoot from the outside. That's smart. Go inside, hus- out hustle everybody. That's no, what he no, does. No. He, he could have hustled a year or two ago, but he wasn't as effective as he's been. So whatever he's doing, he's. They, they played him more out on the perimeter, some of these teams. Like, remember when he was with Portland, they played him out more on the perimeter. Well, how are you going to play him on the perimeter if he's in the in the paint? Well, again, he's he's not playing on the play, paint for maybe, the Lakers. Maybe, but, you should take, maybe you should take your glasses off again. Well, again, maybe you should go and put some on, young man. So nah, I, was I, got, I got 20 <laughs> vision. I don't need that stuff. Uh, Anyways, so... <laughs> So I had a chance to really dissect the third quarter. I missed parts of the first, second, and a lot of the fourth up until the end. You're probably well, right on that petting my cat. They probably are calling for him to make the first team all NBA after the time. <laughs> a really solid game for Reeves. Give him a lot of credit. He feasted on those second team units for the, for the Pistons. And that's what he's supposed to do. Usually a role player is supposed to. Well, he's a starter. He's a starter on this team. Yeah, he's a starter, but he's really a bench guy on a title team. Uh, Nunn showed up for the first time this year, which was kind of nice. Thomas Bryant played better than I thought he would. Well, let me Uh, ask you this, Joe. When it comes to Nunn and Bryant and even to an extent Schroeder, they got extra work in at South Bay earlier this week. They were all three optioned, you know, just for practices and just to work out with the team down there. Do you think that might have helped out just a, even just a little bit? It always does. This, the speed of, of, of the NBA, even if it's the G League, is, is, it's just not – there's nothing like it. That's why you can see somebody like uh, like Steph Marbury down, you know, 25 years into his career still play so well in China. The NBA speed is – there's nothing like it. There's nothing like the talent in this league. 
And even guys as talented as as Bryant and Schroeder, and I, I say that relative to the fact that they're professional basketball players in the NBA, you know, they still got to get acclimated to what they've missed, yeah. you know, for a month or so. Um, I think Phil Jackson used to talk about that. I think he he had mentioned that when Rodman wanted to go to Vegas for a week, he had said that, you know, not playing those few days or not practicing is going to, you got you to gotta kind of catch up. Um, the NBA is a very highly concentrated game, uh, especially when, when you, you, you have so much responsibility with this five-man group at a time. You have, it's not Tom Brady just playing quarterback uh, and, and having to be protected by anything, right? Like quarterbacks in the NFL are protected by the league, by the rules, in the NBA, or let's say in baseball, you're you're protected by, I don't know, the, the people around you. They, they, they can pitch around you, whatever. In the NBA, there's really no once you're on that court, there's really nothing to protect you. You gotta you gotta have concentration the whole time, otherwise you're gonna get dusted and 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 and, and dominated. So what I got out of this game in the little bit that I'd watched, and I feel like I watched the most important part, which is always the third quarters where we usually flail out. They did flail out the last minute and a half. I was disappointed. But they were down considerably in the first half, and they got back. They got back, and they ended up taking the lead in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, at the end of the first half, even with uh, – and I liked that Lonnie Walker. Was it Lonnie Walker at the three at, at, the, at, the, at the first half buzzer? Yep, I believe. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I always feel like that's a momentum thing going into the second half, and, and he played and a very solid that. game. Very, very good supporting. And game. he's been playing well. He's played. We might be seeing Lonnie Walker, maybe coming, starting to coming, coming, coming into his own. And we were talking a little bit. I was on Lakers ball a little bit on game time, and there were some some of the fans on there saying, oh, are we going to keep this guy? And, of course, I have to be the wise-ass in it. And said, GMs, Rob Palenka and, and the owners, Jeannie Buss, the answer is no. <laughs> They'll probably let him go and pay somebody else. Well, they, probably won't be, they probably won't be able to match. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's like Monk. They won't be able to match because all they'll have is the MLE, and Monk got twice the MLE. Yeah, so, so we're we're looking at Lonnie probably, is uh, better than Lonnie is better than Monk. <laughs> I agree, absolutely better. And Both it's ends. it would be sad that if they do happen to have a good summer and not keep somebody like Lonnie Walker. Now you're scaling back your depth, your continuity by not having him on the team. Uh, you're starting to see that. Speaking of continuity, you're starting to see a little continuity on this team, which. Let's give Darvin have a, a, a hand in there. I still don't like Darvin Ham's cliche comments. I always think a cliche comment is a prelude to mediocre execution and mediocre coaching. Uh, that's why I love Phil Jackson so much. And to some degree, you know, Pat Riley wasn't, you know, he, he, he never really talked to cliches. And I know that I'm comparing Darvin Ham to the two greatest NBA coaches I've ever seen. But point is, I think that does matter when you're talking about keeping a, a team like this kind of on the up, you want to, you want to make sure that that you still kind of, you know, 
lay the, lay the screws on these guys. Let them know, hey, look, you guys have some athleticism. You have some talent. Why don't you guys take advantage of it, start working well together, and hopefully when LeBron gets back, LeBron doesn't play a Harden ball. Uh, I hope he recognizes that Harden ball, uh, even for a few possessions, can can completely change the, the course of the game. He needs to be... He needs to be LeBron of old in, in spurts. I'm not expecting him to be 40-minute LeBron, but I would like him to not dribble, dribble, dribble and shoot from, from the logo. A win always feels good. And we have Especially a contest. A win without LeBron because yeah, that's, we've won that's two what games. we haven't been able to do last year. Yes, we have, we've we won really two haven't in the last two years since we've had AD, even when you think about it. It's always been when you look at the plus minus, and this has been the year that's been different. When you look at the plus minuses, it's always LeBron who's always plus minus, always has a positive plus minus. And AD just never can match what LeBron does on the court, which is part of the explanation for why it's so hard to take the baton from the guy. You know, he's still, geez, he's still a top 10 player in almost everybody's book, you know. And so these wins really are so different because LeBron is not in the game and AD dominated. I'm almost sorry to see LeBron come back on Sunday. You know, I'd like to see another game where. Well, that's what I was indicating because Roger, that was asking, is there any indication for LeBron's return on Mm -hmm. Sunday? He warmed up and it was a possibility, but they said at the last minute, it's not a go for him tonight meaning he could play on Sunday, but there's a possibility they could hold him out and just wait until Phoenix on Tuesday. Well, listen, anybody who's had a groin injury understands those things are tricky. Um, And you think you're okay for it, but one little, one little quick move and you know, you can be out for two weeks easily, three weeks or four weeks. So I'd like to sweep. I'd like, I, I, I could, I could bear the loss to Phoenix on the road on Tuesday, but sure, I would really, I would really love to spank the Spurs three games out of. Yeah, we have to, we have to, and that means you got to find a way to handle Pirtle. Well, let me ask you this, guys. Especially starting with you, Tom. Uh, in tonight's game, we saw a collective effort, not just from AD, yep. with the outstanding thirty-eight points and double-digit rebounds and five block shots, even though it's officially listed as four, but a. a Thing that something is it's bothered me and you and and Joe as far as the lack of depth on this roster tonight they got a great supporting effort they got the Lonnie Walkers the Austin Reeves they got supporting Wenyan Gabriel so they got they got a whole bunch of players that played effectively that's not count what Schroeder or that's not count what Beverly did because they they didn't give you much but they got four to five players playing good basketball. That's what you need in order seven to players and double figure, double figures. Yeah. Seven so, players. You, so you got a collective effort and Russell Westbrook. No, he didn't shoot well, but he did distribute the ball while getting double digit assists. So overall, when you get that kind of collective effort, that's how you win games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good thing too. Russ didn't take any shots in the last five minutes. No, Russ, but I mean, uh, Listen, I, wait a minute. That was, that, that was not meant as a deriding comment. That was meant no, as a it wasn't. I'm just teasing. I'm just no, teasing. But, but I mean, seriously, I mean, seriously, when you think about it, Russ could have come in and played a whole lot differently. The old Russ would have. 
This is well, really you've mentioned this many times. Westbrook really remarkable what he's done. It's but and, you've mentioned this on games this season and last season. His choices down the stretch have cost us games, whether it's passing or it shooting. Didn't tonight. It didn't tonight, yes, and that's a good thing. And yes. you know he didn't turn the ball over. He he was very careful. He you know, and that it just shows a, a an evolving sense of when he should do things and when he should restrain himself. And, that, and, and that's good. And that's learning. That's something that's that he's never done in you his are. career, you know. I, I do think that there are teams out there, and I think this will become more and more evident because we're going to see another at least half a dozen games, you know, before the Lakers do anything. And I, and I agree with that stance because it, it, it wins only help their bargaining position, you know, without a doubt. And uh, – um, they just don't. I just worry about them getting this, getting them deluded about you know the wins and thinking that they don't need to do anything. Um, I don't well, know how you can make a leap to that position from where you are now, but knowing Rob Palenka, it's possible. You know, um, with, with Zangerstein, uh, you know, the comment was: I think the aggression to shoot, make shots that then make plays made a huge difference this game. As exactly, good shot selection choices. When the Lakers made passes, when they actually moved the ball well, a lot of those shots were inside shots, lobs to AD, lobs inside. They were very effective plays. They were not just chucking up threes. Austin and Wenyon are playing different lately, according to Zangerstein, and that's true. We are not seeing Wenyon camped outside on the three-point line. You're seeing him inside a lot more. That's his shooting range. That's where he can be effective hustling on the offensive boards and also the right. defense. But we've also, we've also won two games against small teams. That's you know, true. That's where he's most we've effective. Had, we've had a big advantage there because AD has totally dominated inside. And then Austin Reeves, he's learning to go ahead and play more yep. within himself. You saw him tonight use the shot fake exceptionally well inside. Yeah. Got several defenders off balance in order to make clearer shots for himself. What he and, and Lonnie are proving is that they can go out and get double digits every game. And that's critical because you can't start in this league unless you can do that, really. You have to be an exceptionally talented player in some other area, either shot blocking or or defense or playmaking or something to be a single-digit scorer and start on an NBA team because it's just really hard to it's really hard to carry a guy who can't contribute, you know, double digits in it. And so that's been the Lakers' problem was, you know, we don't we needed three starters to go with LeBron AD. I think in my mind, Lonnie Walker has shown me that he could be that third starter. Finding a path to when we could, how we could keep him is difficult. The only path that I can imagine is that we traded one pick and, and uh, none and none and Beverly for Miles Turner. And then we became we and then we let Russ's contract expire and we go into free agency and we'd have enough money to offer him around to offer Lonnie around fifteen million dollars a year. That would mean that you're really counting on on just being able to have Miles Turner being the only thing that you're gonna Miles Turner and keeping Russ being enough that LeBron is happy enough that uh, this was an L and 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 then you go into the next year and and you're in a you're in a different situation because you 
you still got two draft picks because you get one pick next year to replace the one you traded this now. Um, and you keep a guy that definitely is a young, a young player who's fits exactly the mold of what we want, which is a, a three and D guard. Who's who can score it all because he's got great athleticism and plays solid defense. You know, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, I was, I thought, I thought he was a mistake when he, when we signed him and, uh, uh, I've been pleasantly surprised and pleased. I think that, we all have definitely yeah, myself as he's, well. He's played great. And frankly, he is better at both ends of the court than Malik Monk was last year. Well, that's true. That's true indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Once again, the Lakers did win pulling away in the fourth quarter, got the win that we needed one twenty eight to one twenty one. two victories away from the one chip challenge for Joe Sorrell. If the Lakers win, Two more games the rest of this month. That will happen. You're right, Zang. There you go. Zangerstein says AD needs to play with Bryant in some more minutes against big bulky centers. That is needs AD's to play with Miles game. Turner. Well, yes, that's that's obviously Joe's first choice uh, and as well. But Joe, go ahead. You had some thoughts. Want to appreciate your patience. Well, we have to be careful. The last time we won two in a row, we lost five in a row. Uh, right now, looking at <laughs> gotta the watch out for those winning streaks. <laughs> right now, yeah. Right now, the 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 algebra says five L's, two W's, five L's. We just got two W's. Are we gonna end it? <laughs> Are we gonna end the month in the same way? I think I think we would. Uh, one, two, three, four, five would be technically six. No one wants to see the Lakers win more than I do. Uh, so, and and I've done some research on the one chip challenge apparently this stuff destroys your inner lining uh, and turns your mouth into a, a swamp what is what is this one chip challenge i must have missed something apparently it's, it's the hottest chip on the planet okay when the lakers went into this homestand we made a bet that in the, you know by the end of the month the lakers would win was it four of the next 10 games i think they would go because i said they would go four and six and you said they would go like two and eight or something like that. I think that's what you said. And I said, okay, all right. And then we made a bet that it's a one chip challenge. Make sure you eat something though, before you go ahead and take it, because it's going to, like I said, if you're eating that on an empty stomach, it's going to hurt a lot. But uh, Roger that says, according to Tankathon, we owe the Pelicans the fourth pick right now. That's if everything went straight in line, as far as the lottery is concerned with our luck that the Lakers would end up getting the first pick and having to just, deliver it over to New Orleans. So that's obviously not a good thing right there, but yeah, Joe, I mean, I, I understand that, you know, the, you and I have been the most recent additions to the let's trade Laker Tom train because of the fact we realized what's at stake at the Lakers. I thought you were going to say trade Laker Tom. That was funny. No, no, it's we're on the Laker Tom train no to make a trade. Right. So, yes, we want to make a trade. We're now part of that. We need to make a trade because we, we do not want New Orleans to get the Wembyama. Yeah, the, the issue. Trading, oh, we're trading Rod Palenka for Elon Musk. I would, I would I don't gladly, see any winner I would, in that situation. I would gladly do that because it seems like one of those guys is tricking everybody and doing what he knows what to do. And the other one want is Want the tricking. Lakers to burn down to the ground like Twitter? <laughs> no, I think I think – I think Manos from above is, is starting to get Manos on, 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 uh, under above. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't well, know let's what get back guy. to the game. Let's get yeah, back to I the game. I don't know. I don't know what 
I don't know what Palinka is doing. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. No one does. Well, again, uh, the timeline has been extended. He wants, to, he wants to finish 9 and 11. If we finish 9 and 11, it's actually we're in good position. If we could do that for November and we got nothing but cream puffs other than the, other than the one game against the Suns, we, if we, we have, can't do it, it's nobody's fault but our own. We have to understand that what we've discussed since the summer is pretty much happening other than Lonnie Walker playing as well as he has. Although there was some feeling that no, he would Kendrick play. Nunn would play like Lonnie Walker. Yeah, well, he would, you would, Lonnie, a little bit of me said, let's, first of all, when we looked at Lonnie Walker, his numbers were terrible, right? Especially on defense. That was what really bothered me. However, there was a little bit of a feeling like, well, this is a, a guy that's going into his, his, his career, you know, his, his last season or last uh, uh, contract season, I should say. I kind of felt, you know, he might give a little bit more effort and a little bit more execution on 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 on, on things, but and he and he has. But this AD, this is something I expected if he was healthy. And today, in the twenty minutes I watched the game, AD looked like he wasn't even trying, and it's almost not even fair. <laughs> I mean, that guy is so freaking good. I first of all, I love AD, the guy. Like I just, I just think he's great. Just there's something about him that I just dig. I like the way he talks. I like the way he, you know, kind of carries himself. Uh, and then when you watch him perform, when it's you know when he's not hurt, he's a this guy's a freaking beast, man. And the the, the reason why we need to do something here is. Imagine if you put someone next to him that he's never had before and you just add a couple shooters. And I know that's easier said than done, but there's no other way to look at this. This this has to get done. Otherwise, you're just going to waste another AD season. I'm not really worried about LeBron. LeBron's career is set. He could, you know, he'll win the scoring title at some point here. That's fine. All-time scoring record, but. I'm I'm about winning championships. I'm not, I don't give a flying rats behind about stats. And I just it's just nice to watch his game. It was really nice to watch him make these free throws. Guy shot 85% from the free throw line. He looked like Kobe Bryant. He looked like Kobe at the line. That's what I was, was watching. Kobe it, just, game. it was a Kobe. It was really it really was. And, and it looked like he wasn't even trying. Even Kobe looked looked like he was trying because that's just how his demeanor is. AD looked like he was so just, I got this. I was just he was like, in man. cruise control. At he really was. He really was. And I I, I believe that if he, he ends up finishing 75 games this year um, and the Lakers can maybe make the play-in or maybe an eighth seed, whatever, I think he's a first-team NBA guy. Uh, and that's that's I'll take that home with that. And then at that point, if they're not, if, if Genie and Palinka are not going to do anything here, then you better freaking do something this summer, man, and not waste this guy's career. Because at this point, you're going to waste his career. I don't, I don't mind LeBron at this point. I, LeBron is 38, guys. We have to be realistic about it. Yeah, he's fighting Father Time. Yeah, he's got commercials and all that and all that. But there's no such thing as Father Time. Because- 
You can't. Do you trade you can't LeBron do or do you trade AD? And and I'm sorry to say this. I know that Westbrook had the, the best plus minus tonight, but you still have to trade Russell Westbrook because you're not going to get anything that, of substance unless you do. Whether it's assets. No, but the point the point the point that's interesting is that Gerald and I were talking about this before the game, before the podcast. Everybody thinks that the Lakers would trade AD, but the smart move would really would be to trade LeBron and keep AD because AD you still could anchor. He's still a superstar that's only 29 years old. You know, he's got another six years in his career for sure. Um, whereas LeBron, even in the most optimistic interpretation of beating father time, LeBron is not going to play for six years and we can start to see what's happening here in this situation. And it really comes down to the fact that I think that by the end of this year, AD will take that baton from LeBron. And that is the single probably biggest thing that could happen for the Lakers to give them a chance at winning a championship. They need and that's that. the, that's the thing that's and sometimes it's, sometimes it's the circumstances, you know, that create that opportunity for that player to make that leap because his team needed it. At least that's what I'm hoping is going to happen with the Lakers. It it's, you know, injuries suck. They really do. In my mind, I had I had said if the Lakers can win two championships with LeBron being the leader, even though I, I considered AD and LeBron a Kobe and Shaq type uh, duo, I was that was the part, guys. That was the part I was excited about. I'm like, man, we're gonna win a couple titles here with LeBron and AD, and then we're gonna usher in AD to do the next thing. It was a great set up and they can sort of still do it i mean at least we won one mm-hmm. and i just i just want these guys to do something do something that makes sense in terms of the current setup of the nba you cannot let russell westbrook's contract run out at this point you have a team that's building some cohesiveness i know russell westbrook is a big part of that but unfortunately he's the only asset you have and i say asset as in there's an expiring contract that has an immense amount of money on it. You have to get something for that. You're not going to get a free agent of any substance in the summer. The only two that are really impact worthy is Kyrie from a talent standpoint, but a complete disaster everywhere else. So you can't get him. And then you have Chris Middleton from what I've seen. And I just He's don't see them. I don't see him leaving Milwaukee. So yeah. you have to do something. You have to do something. And maybe we're going to have to wait another month until December so that some things get cleared up. Maybe that's what it might it might be. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but there is no other way this goes. I don't think anybody's going to take Beverly and none unless you take on three more years of a contract. And or, you, said, or you give him an unprotected pick. Which I can't give an unprotected pick for, for, for minuscule talent. I would be willing to do it for a duo, which, by the way, Buddy Hill didn't have such a good night tonight. I know everybody has a bad night, but 
if you go after the boys in Indiana, which I don't Well, know. the thing is, though, can I add on something to that? Something yeah. I've been actually stressing sure. all this season. They need to trade Heald because Ben Matherin tonight, plus 24. Yeah, he didn't shoot great, but plus 24 off the bench. The kid is amazing, averaging 20 points a game as a rookie, second in the league and as far as rookies next to Bancaro. The guy has to get more time, and the guy has to start playing in the starting lineup. And the only way you can do that is if you trade Buddy Heald sooner rather than later. You see, the the, the Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, there are teams out there that will will trade for those guys and give Indiana what yeah, they but want. Indiana is waiting for our two picks. I, I think they can get a better deal than what we can give them, and I, I don't. I still say that Pritchard will not. He will not want to – he doesn't want to do anything with us. He doesn't. I, I don't see it happening, guys. I'm sorry. I, I want it to happen, yeah, he's, but he's – al- They've already had plenty of negotiations and talks, and I and I think that the general consensus around the league is that the Lakers are willing to give two unprotected picks. They can get Turner and, and Heal in that deal anytime. That's the only Did reason why – you guys take Miles Bridges petting my – my cat is asking if you guys would be interested in Miles Bridges just coming off of his legal troubles. You know the quote that I gave you that time before, Gerald. That one applies. You know. Okay. Fair no, enough. that's that's uh, that's too. No. We don't want racist. We don't want white right. beaters, and we don't. The, want that's a different. That is a whole different ball game. You know, yeah. you're talking that about is, the Lakers. I'm, so. uh, the question was just put out there by petting my but, cat. Who's one but, of our best? But you know, we got to be careful. Out there, so we got to be careful, one. guys. You get, you, yeah. you got to also look at what happened in 04. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get slapped in the face for that. So here's the deal, no, with Miles yeah, Bridges. Yeah. Miles I Bridges. I don't think, for example, that you can take a person. I, I think there has to be some pathway that Miles Bridges, that Kyrie Irving, that whoever happens to be that is the latest person who's created some transgression and and done something that that has not helped the league and 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 it's uh, embarrassed them and and so forth um but to ban somebody like that for you know for for example for making a racist comment to ban somebody from the league um no that, that's nothing you know that's nothing compared to beating your wife in the way that bridges apparently did um so that you know, you you get to another whole different level to it, you know, where you get guys gambling or guys who you know are cheating or other situations where they're banned for a couple of years. Um, you know, we're we're a society that believes that people should be forgiven and believes that there are people can improve and be better. So I don't, I'm not a person that's in favor of seeing any sort of lifetime bans or things on different players and so forth. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I think Eric Pink has said it perfectly well in the article that he had just recently about Miles Bridges. The Harners are going to sign him. You know, I mean, why well, would so, Again, you know, even if he is signed, Roger has a very good point. He's going to be slapped with a suspension. Yeah. As far as yeah. soon as he gets signed by anyone. Well, they're waiting for the league to make a decision on on what to do with him and so forth. But, you know, it's like. What okay, Kyrie Irving made a cotton Kyrie Irving supported and refused to apologize for an article that contained a lot of racist tropes in it. 
He got five games suspension from the team, but nothing from the league. Or was it the other way around? Was it from the league? No, it was from the team. How do you then decide what is the penalty that Miles Bridges gets? Probably a year, I would say. You know, I mean, if you're looking at the at the two, what each guy do, you, know, um, you want to make sure that people understand this is a serious situation. You know, you're talking about physical violence. You're not talking about sticks and stones can hurt your bones. You know, it's you have to draw a line somewhere, but at the same time, you have to give the guy a chance to redeem himself and, and to, you know, you can't. People do stupid things, you know? I mean, everybody is capable of doing things they would be uh, totally ashamed of and sometimes in emotional situations. People do things that they can't control, you know? This is true. This is true indeed. But once again, the Lakers did end up... I just don't want them on the Lakers. Sorry. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough indeed. But once again, the Lakers did win 128 to 121. It's the Lakers fast break. Gerald Glassford, Laker Tom, and Joe Sorrell are coming right back at you here. Joe, I know you wanted to go ahead and share some thoughts. Again, the Lakers looking a little bit like they're heading in a little better direction. You know, I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse and say, okay, things are looking really good. But I know Zangerstein made some good points that the lower end of the Western Conference is in a little bit of state of flux because you do have Golden State struggling. I know you're ready for a fight with Joe, with John, but hold on, hold on. And you do have uh, the Clippers struggling right now, just getting Kawhi back in the, in the lineup. You do have a lot of surprise teams that are up at top. This is a time for the Lakers with a kind of easier schedule to go ahead and take advantage of the next few games. I'm worried, guys. I'm worried about this season in more ways than one. Boston looks good. And I'm going to hope that Milwaukee can take them out in the playoffs because we could be seeing we could be seeing the, the Celtics if they stay healthy this time finishing what they started last year. Yeah, but they're also one of the teams that's, that if there's certain teams that that we play well against and and even though Robert Williams is is a rising star, we've generally we can dominate the front court of the Celtics. That's their weakness. Their weakness is their size. And that's why I think also the Lakers, the Lakers' weakness is that they don't have somebody. They need somebody to go up and bang against guys like Turtle. And and if they have if they have Miles Turner, they have the, the perfect player to do that. Turner can can help Anthony Davis be even better and Heal can help can help LeBron be better. But I, 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 I've even reached the point where I, I think it's so important that I would use one of the first round picks that we have along with, along with uh, Beverly and Nunn's contracts, expiring contracts. I, I'd look to try to see if we could just make one, a one pick trade for Turner. And I think that that is a move that, you know, is the single biggest move because then you could turn around and use the other pick to go for a guy like Bogdanovich, or you could go for three or four players from, from the, from the Utah jazz, for example, or from the San Antonio Spurs. But I think the Lakers will make those moves. I think that won't happen until after Thanksgiving. And I think that we need to rack up some wins. You know, if we can really end up, if we can end up eight and 12 or nine and 11 after the horrendous start that we had, um, 
we'll be in good stead. And I think that the I think that we'll make some trades then and get some help. And and you know we won't be favorites. I don't think there's any way that we'll be can elevate ourselves into favorite status, but at least we can be a team that's expected to be among the top six teams in the league, and and we'll have a puncher's chance as long as LeBron and AD are healthy. That's all we really want in any playoffs. That's all LeBron wants. You know, give him some shooters, get him into the playoffs, and let us the ball wherever the ball falls, wherever the ball falls, we'll, we'll follow that. That's a bet we can make. That's a bet we can make indeed. But Joe, I wanted to ask you this: when it comes to the Lakers, you know, Tom's patience, you know, he, the fact that he's starting to run out a little bit because we see that the extensions, the deadlines that Tom keeps throwing out there having to get extended and, and even more and more. And I don't blame him for being frustrated because the Lakers do have an opportunity, do have a window to get back into Western conference as far as contending, not as far as being at the top at echelon. I'm not asking for that anymore this season, but at least to a point where, like you said, Joe, that they can make sure that, that new Orleans doesn't have a chance <laughs> at a good pick. That has to be priority. That has to one. Be the pri- yeah, exactly. And exactly. If, if you can, if you can muster a 500 season, you do that because you likely make the play in and maybe make the playoffs. If you have AD playing the way he's playing and LeBron, uh, let's say playing at 75 percent, and everyone doing what they're doing right now, I think that's possible. It's 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 just a stressful. It's 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 been a stressful couple of years. We worried about the, the Boston Celtics winning it last year. We got lucky that Golden State. You gotta hit worry that. about them winning it this year. And now it's it's even worse. So it, it the, the Lakers were supposed to be competing. They were supposed to be in the finals last year. They were supposed to, you know, get eight. What do you, th- what do you think that that brought the Lakers telling LeBron right now? I, I don't even. I, I, I would. I would. I'm gonna take a guess. They don't even talk. No, I I, I think they're actually talking all the time, and I think that I think what Palinka is telling LeBron is. Just be patient. I'm going to use the picks. Just be patient. They're going to be traded. Just be patient. I think that's what he's telling LeBron. He's saying, let's win these next, let's win these next few games. Let's see what other things develop. But we're going to use the picks, and we're going to get a lot better. I don't think I Rob think thinks that way, though. Because that if, if otherwise, that, LeBron would be making more of a stink than he's making. If LeBron – I mean, if, if, if Polinka had shown practical – decision making in the last few years i'd say that might be it but he's been bumbling and stumbling on everything so for me to believe he's got this calculated verbiage going on with lebron and ad i'm sure ad's involved in this too it's his team well i you know i didn't say i didn't i didn't say i was sure what he would trade him for but i'm sure he's going to trade those two picks there's there's no one out there other than what who we've discussed, who's out there unless someone says something? No, there's a lot of things out there, man. There's because nothing out there. There's nothing out I there. Was thinking that, one, thing, the one thing that almost everybody agrees 100% is that the Lakers' two first-round draft picks unprotected are the biggest trade assets that are in the market at, right now. There's no other trades. There is no other draft picks on the market or that have been traded now that are worth what these tricks what these picks could potentially be worth because you look back at the post Kobe Bryant years we had a number two a number two and a number seven pick 
that's what people are expecting from a post-LeBron pick. You're expecting a pick to get you a top five player, maybe a number two, a number two, or maybe a number one even. Um, so that's why those picks are so valuable. And and there's there's combinations that we could go after. We could we could put together, for example, Beverly salary and none salary, which is eighteen million dollars. And you can go at a there's a host of guys that you could go after with one of those first round draft picks unprotected and those two players. You could go after guys like like Laurie Markinen. You could go you could go after guys like uh uh Gary Trent Jr., for example, who's a superb shooting guard who's a great defender. You could go after you can go after guys like uh uh OG Ananobi. You can go after guys like the guy we saw tonight. Those guys aren't getting traded, though. Okay. Well, All here's of those one. players could be gotten with those two players and a first-round pick. I don't well, think Markin is getting traded. I think Markin is getting traded. I mean, if the if the season goes awry, if you offered a first, if you offered an unprotected Lakers first-round pick for Markin, and you could get him. You are making Andy, a ma- massive mistake. I don't think Ainge is making that mistake. Yeah, but the thing is, Markin is playing well because he's the lead dog in Utah. Yeah. When he's back to being a number two or number oh, three guy. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you're watching the same game I'm watching. Marketing is coming up. No, marketing. You don't, marketing you don't has trade that guy. But, you enhance, but you're not going to protected an unprotected first round pick. He'll be gone in an instant. All right. Well, we have an argument there. No doubt. Value, you know? But I I'm was thinking arguing. about this. I'm, now, hear I'm me out. Arguing. It's it's but, it's reality, guys. This is not. They're not trading him. He's got way too much talent. Well, you don't I, trade that kind of talent. I'm going to throw out something that you guys are going to easily poop. Unless it's for a superstar. But I'm going to I'm going to say about this, okay? Because we all talk about the possibility if the the season goes awry, you got to go ahead and, and try and make some big trades. AD, if the season does go awry, might actually start hearing those rumors of being traded, or those rumors might start popping up. And we've all heard over the past week as far as the troubles for the Golden State Warriors. That young talent that hasn't seemed to mesh well in Golden State could be something interesting. If Lonnie Walker, when his deal becomes available, if you package him and AD, it meshes with the three kids and Draymond Green. I'm just letting you know it matches. I'm just letting you know it matches in the NBA trade machine. Yeah, I mean, there's a hundred things that the, can match. Have you looked at the Warriors' record, and have you looked at the fact that I'm just letting just, you know that the salaries just, match. I'm no, just one, letting the, you the know. Trade that, the trade that I'm hearing with the Warriors is that they have they want to get rid of of the two big contracts they just signed. They signed those contracts to trade them, not the theory tax. Well, they're going to pay a they luxury want to tax regardless. They want to move, move Poole, and they want to move Wiggins. I can Poole, see that. Wiggins, and, and the two young kids are what they're dangling out but there. But I think Wiggins plays well with Golden State without a lot of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. But if he goes somewhere where he needs to be the man, he's like Lamar Odom. Andrew Wiggins well, is the Lamar Odom of this era. He's, he's got to be a third guy, guy. otherwise he, he's going to fall. Agree. Yeah, he's a perfect third guy on a team, but, you know. I'm but, just telling you the salaries match up. That's don't all tell me the salaries why are, match up. Why are the Warriors not playing well now, though? That's that's what you really have to deal with. See, they're, a lot of people are making a link between the Warriors not playing well and 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 Poole. Well, and Seth, I just wanted to say, because you were asking, might the Lakers be saving one of those picks to trade for Bronny? 
I would hope not because Ronnie, no, you know, at the best right now, shoot myself. He is maybe possibly an outside at the end of the first round type of player at best. More likely right. he's play he's right now in the back half of the second round as far as talent. If his name was not Bronny James, he would actually be probably a second round draft pick flyer at best. I've spoken to both Rafael Barlow, my good friend from NBA Draft Junkies, and of course you know what he does for the Locked On podcast as far as their draft coverage, and also as well, you know, Stone Hansen, who's been on this show as well, and Michael Weisenberg. All those guys said that you know Bronny James has improved, but he still has a long way to go before he gets into that first round talk legitimately as a player. Uh, you know, not just the fact that he's related. Or the sun. So who is the who is the what's your opinion of the play of the secret mystery player that the Lakers are holding out for? I'm just saying it all depends if the Lakers season goes on. From what I've read from what I've read recently, everybody is now sort of saying it's horse excrement. that that was a fluff by some crap. You don't know. Very possibly, very possibly. But Bradley Beal. What what the hell is Bradley Beal going to do for us? Bradley Beal wants to come to California is the rumor. I want to come to California too. And Seth, you know, there might be a a team. There might be a team out there that might, you know, dangle as far as the possibility of, oh, we're going to go ahead, even though we know he's not going to be a great player or he's not projected to be a great player right now. We might just go ahead and pick in the, with a late first rounder or an early second rounder, Bronny James, a little bit ahead of where he's projected at just to go ahead and mess with the Lakers. So you could see the Lakers giving a second rounder or something like that, but I really seriously doubt they would give up the 27 or 29 pick just so that the Lakers could get Bronny. No, they're not going to give up one of those picks for Bronny. Are we really yeah, talking about was, this? Uh, Seth Smith in our chat room. He's asking a legitimate question, so we're giving a legitimate answer. So. We need to win championships, guys, not nepotism. Players. Well, first off, you can't even make a decision on that until 2024 because he's not eligible to be drafted until then. But he might move up. He There's a possibility he might reclassify for this upcoming draft. There is a possibility. It's not yet confirmed, but there is that possibility. Well, that, well asked, it's not a good draft for him to go into. <laughs> it's not. The, it's going to be one of the deepest drafts in history. Well, you know, he might want to go ahead and just still be part of it. it right now, it's projecting that, you know, yeah. what Petting My Cat says in the chat, that he would probably go undrafted because he's I'm right around Petting the Petting My Cat at the same time, too, Petting My Cat. Okay, well, you know. he, he is... behind uh, the uh, monitor because he likes the uh, heat of the laptop. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. But I will say that Bronny is still improving. So I'd say right now he's probably going to be somewhere in the second round in the 2024 draft, but we'll see. We'll see if he gets reclassified or what happens. You know, I also don't think that if somebody drafts Bronny, they're drafting him just to get LeBron. I think there's, you know, I mean, don't, I would not put it past all that far from the tree. And sometimes it just takes a little nurturing. Well, the thing is, I, I think teams are more, if you're looking, okay, let me just say this, Tom, if you're scouting them right now, as far as the kids of LeBron, you're scouting and you're liking more what you see from Bryce. More well, than Bryce. Bronny has improved yeah. in recent weeks. I will give him that. From what I've seen, as far as the footage, I know he was here in Vegas recently, and he really played. I wouldn't well, mind but... having Bronny on the Lakers at all. Okay, well, we'll see, we'll see again. But I think Bryce is going to end up right now being the better of the two James sons. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. 
Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Also here today is uh, the arch nemesis of Joe Soro. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and also subscribe. <laughs> Let me to be like channel. Joe. Subscribe. <laughs> yes, right there with the Wii remotes right there. You were talking about yep, the exactly. as far as uh, go ahead and subscribe to his channel what? today. It is John McCallion. John, did you mention also as well that you you have a new channel as far as I think you mentioned it on your latest video, if I'm not mistaken. Which finger is this? <laughs> I don't know. Raise it up. I can't. It's too, you know. It's PG thirteen, <laughs> but you have a new. Do you have a new channel? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sorry, Joe. I got distracted by Joe there. Um, I do. Um, it's uh, it's not fully. Well, I launched it, but I haven't posted any videos on it yet. Okay. Um, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash at self improved. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, indeed. But your thoughts on today's game, my friend? Again. When you get that kind of performance from AD, 38 points, 16 rebounds, four blocked shots. Sorry, Tom. It is four listed by the NBA. I will also say that they got a great supporting cast. Five, seven players in double figures. Five of them really had good games. Russell Westbrook, you know, even though he didn't shoot the ball well, still distributed the ball well with over 12, uh, was it 10 assists, I think? 10 assists. Really a solid game and a solid contribution by several players tonight. Is that what you saw as well? Yeah, I did. I like how Russ was facilitating. Um, he didn't take a lot of dumb threes like he has in the past. Um, and uh, one of the things I noticed is that. the last five minutes. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I, I didn't watch the complete game. I was actually, I had commented earlier that um, I don't want, I stopped kind of watching the Lakers games in a sense that I don't go out of my way to watch them anymore. My dad was watching. I'm like, all right, let me, let me watch it. But for what I saw, um, I liked how Westbrook was facilitating uh, the game. Um, I, I was really impressed by Lonnie Walker tonight. Um, I think he also had a pretty decent game. Um, but what it re- really stood out to me was the officiating. It was so bad. Uh, there, there was a lot of take attack fouls. A lot of technical fouls like on Beverly and then another one on Westbrook for taunting. Well, that Beverly um, one, I'm going to say that was all Beverly on that one. That was Really? I don't know. I was, disagree. <laughs> that was atrocious. That was just acting on his part. That was a flop acting on his part. That's the thing that kind of has Joe, that, that gets Joe mad as far as his antics right there. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Some, sometime, no, okay. sometime in the past, Joe probably got a major foul called on him from a guy like <laughs> Beverly, who got under his skin, you know, and I got a I got a holding call one time. <laughs> See, I told you it was. It, I had a I had a broken hand and I had it wrapped, and I remember <laughs> this is the first time I got mad at a ref. I'm like, how am I supposed to hold with this? And one of my guys like, Joe, Ricky, stop, stop. I'm like, I'm like, because <laughs> I had never been called for a holding call my whole life. Was my first and last one. Let it. I said, how am I supposed to hold with this? How was I supposed to hold with this? But let me ask you this, John. Getting back to the game, as far as we saw that the Detroit Pistons in the fourth quarter, they started to tire. That's something I noticed as far as the effort there that remained. I think the four days off was good for the team. Yes, they were a little rusty mm-hmm. to start off the game, but I think ultimately that's to me was a big factor was them having the energy and sustaining it in the fourth quarter. 
their offense, just like last season, was uh, is, is clunky. Like you know, they're struggling to get shots up. Whereas you know, as as bad as Detroit is, they you know, they were you know moving the ball around the perimeter, and you know the the offense seemed to be flowing a little bit better. So hopefully, you know, they get some easier shots. Whereas uh, you know, it, it's just rush dribbling the ball. Everyone is just staring at him. Yeah, absolutely. But Joe, anything to add on to what John was saying outside of it, probably an insult or two that probably uh, stir things up even more? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it's too easy to to start that process. But we don't you have fake grass to play with or something? <laughs> I've already played. I would, I've already played with that today. Um, <laughs> my uh, my bank account says I've played a lot today. By the way. Um, the you make a lot of money off of that grass, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's real. It's fake the other grass. Kind of it's grass too. It's the fake grass, grass, but it's real. As long money. as you're not trying to smoke it, how about that? <laughs> no, I just smoke my competition. That's it. Um, oh, the, very nice. I set you up for that one. The, you did. Thanks, G. I appreciate it. Nice assist. The the beauty of basketball is talent will always rise, especially in the NBA. We saw one of the greatest of his era in Anthony Davis play tonight in a way where we've it, it just again I, I I got 20 minutes out of the out of the 48 tonight, which is the most I've missed this year. But just in watching a little bit of what he was doing tonight and what he ended up doing, it just this is why it's important to set the team up for your stars and making sure your stars know that we've got this thing set up for you and this is what they're going to deliver. Uh, how LeBron comes back, I'm going to assume LeBron's going to take Sunday off because I think the Lakers think they can beat the Spurs at home if they continue to play like this. I agree. Whether they do or not, I don't know. Phoenix, they're going to get smoked, which then you're going to start seeing stupid comments like, well, LeBron was out. We won, we went, we won three in a row. And then he came back and we got smoked in Phoenix. We get smoked in Phoenix even with good teams. So we're we're going to have to accept that there's going to be some games. They're just not going to be able to compete with the upper echelon teams. And then we're going to have to somehow ride the ship or right the ship against the lower half teams. That's the problem with how they started at the beginning of the year. They lost way too many winnable games against teams they should have beat. And now they're going to have to somehow win games against some top-notch teams to make up for it. And then they're going to have to make something happen next month. I'm, I'm going to – I'm taking a guess here, some kind of a positive guess. I'm going to try to be like Laker Tom every now and then, yes, and and say that they, that, that, that December 15 deadline – might have some merit on why things haven't been done yet. There might be some Walker, his contract becomes available. They might, I don't know if they're going to trade Lonnie Walker unless again they're going to get some big player in. But we have to probably wait. God, God help us all until until then to really know. And then if we start getting into January and nothing's happening, then and I, I don't. It's going to feel like the summer, guys. After about three weeks, I realized we ain't doing jack crap. I just, oh. I just, you just knew they weren't going to do anything. Kyrie was their option, and then that kind of fell through, and they didn't have any backup. 
Go ahead, uh, John. You saw I heard you wanted to go. This yeah, I was gonna say just to be clear, December fifteenth is not a deadline. That's just the earliest when Laker when uh, teams can make trades for players that they sign the but, offseason. But when does Lonnie Walker become available? Because he's currently December not available. 15. December fifteenth. Yeah, that's December what I'm 15. saying. Every player that you've signed in the offseason, you it's not a deadline, but December fifteenth is the first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So that's that's what I'm saying. That's 90, he would be the one of the December fifteenth or ninety days, whichever is the latest. So let me ask you this. Like, weird, Tom, weird rule because it's whichever is the latest, which means that some guys can't be traded until like December 29th or 30th and so forth. Just depends on stupid the stupid rule. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, guys. Okay, I'll ask everyone this. And again, it, thanks for so much for watching. It's the Lakers fast break. Gerald Glassford along with John McCallion, Joe Sorrell, and Laker Tom. Wanted to go ahead and ask you guys this. Again, I know they're 4-10. I get that. I understand. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put my Laker Tom hat on here, trying to think a little positive. They are two and a half games out of 10th place. What if, you know, with the easier schedule in the next week, which again, they are in the next few days, they'll be playing. Yes. The Phoenix on the road. That's probably a loss, but three games in the next 10 days, three games against the San Antonio Spurs, the team right above them in the standings. If they can Three win games two, five games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me ask you this because they play them once here on Sunday. That's our next game. Then they go Tuesday, and then they go uh, actually a Friday. I think Sunday, Friday, Sunday, because they have back to back games in San Antonio. So they right. could get to the point where three of, even three if they cut five. it. So let me ask you this: by the end of the month, they realistically can make shave off one or two of those games as far as the difference is concerned. Do you see that as a possibility? Just not even getting the 10th place, but just getting to the point where maybe they're a half a game to a game out of, out of 10th place. Is that a possibility? Yeah, I think okay. it is. Cause you know, I have them okay. going, I, I have them, I have them going six out of, well, okay. We got the win tonight. So we're four and 10. I have them going five of the next six. The only loss I have is against the Suns. If they do that, they'll be nine and eleven. If they flub up one of those games against the, because it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. They flub up one of those games against the Spurs, then they'll be eight and twelve. Um, I think they could shave a game with small sample sizes. It's amazing how a few games can change the whole complexion of you know what you're looking at. Even, well, even I think they 10... can get to a game and a half. I think by the end of the by the end of the month, they can get to a game and a half behind tenth place, and that could at least give you some kind of hope that the Lakers can get back into the playing mix. John, do you agree? Disagree? Well, I, I think it, it, what what you really want, though, Gerald, is you want them. I think there's been a huge doubt by the franchise, and all of this goes into the whole idea that that Rob Palenka now has opened up for all of the bus kids and all of the, the Rambi to be part of the decision-making process with a veto power almost, because everybody's got to be unanimous about this stuff. So once you do that, then you open yourself up where you're in it, you're really in a difficult decision to make any decision of what to do. But the Lakers have got to, they really have an opportunity to, make some trades that will really make the club bigger. And and they need shooting. They need size. Well, we know this. We have reiterate this 
ad nauseum. So, you and so I both have done that. They just want to, they, you know, they lost faith that LeBron and AD could win. And I think that the biggest thing that's happened that is in favor of them making a trade and giving up those picks has been the performance from Anthony Davis because he's the guy they most were disappointed. LeBron, they understood that there's a point in time when LeBron is going to slow down because of father time. You, yeah, I mean, if you bet against that, you are probably a fool. He's already but there. You, but Anthony Davis. He does it every commercial. Anthony Davis, they're finding the formula to win with Anthony Davis on the court without LeBron. That is the single biggest thing that could be accomplished in this first 20 games of the season. And if they can go through and the real test will be against Jakob Hurdle. If they can play against him, if AD can have the kinds of games against Jakob that he's had in his last two games, and we can go through and win those three games, win the game against Portland, and then lose, let's say we lose a game against the Suns, but put up a good fight, then I think the front office is looking at the situation entirely different than they were when we were 2-10. and 10. Well, that's what I'm asking. I mean, I understand as far as trading. We still need a trade, even if the Lakers do go on a winning streak. But they're trying to put Band-Aids and trying to go ahead and nurse themselves until they get the point, until they make a trade. What I'm asking, you know, John, can let me ask John this, and then I'll ask Joe. I mean, is can they put enough Band-Aids, enough super glue, enough, you know, new cuts as far as just to try and and get themselves together in a position where they can at least get into – like a, a game, a game and a half is shouting distance of the play-in, at least until they make a trade come December 15th. Wins are what they need. The wins are the band-aids they need. I understand that, but I'm just saying, can they get to the point by December 15th with the roster they have now where they can get close enough so where a trade can push them even farther over the top? I think Polinko said he was going to make a well, decision. I was going to ask John. Yeah, well, I was going to ask John that. John, do you see this happening as far as the next couple of weeks, the Lakers making a, a better progressive move towards the, the play-in as far as at least closing in on it a lot more than they are now? Yeah, I do see it. Um, obviously, you know, they need to be consistent, but I think, you know, after these two last two wins, um, you know, they're building up some confidence. Um, I like the fact that they didn't throw in the towel um, or kind of, you know, slump their shoulders. You know, when they had a two and ten record, they're fighting back, which is a good sign. One of the things that I wanted to point out was that I see a lot of people, you know, kind of, in my opinion, overreacting to. I mean, not you guys, just on Twitter or social media in general, overreacting to how you know AD put up thirty-seven points these last couple of games. But it's like, for me, I expect that from him because you know he's a, you know, in my opinion, he's a superstar when he's healthy. And um, yeah. and uh, for me, I I'm like, you know what? Look look at the team they're playing against. They're playing against Brooklyn Nets, who. Um, who don't really have any big men. And then, you know, tonight the, the biggest guy that was guarding AD was Marvin Bagley. So um, I was, I, you know, I, I've been expecting him to, you know, finally put up these these types of numbers for me to the real test. We'll be against like games like Phoenix where he'll be going up against uh, DeAndre Aiden and some of the better teams. So we'll see. Absolutely. Joe, I think, can that be a possibility by come December 15th that the Lakers can actually be in a spot where they're competing for the back end when a trade should still happen and get them even more over the top. I don't trust this management until they give me the trust. Same. I I will stand today uh, just away from the optimism. I just threw that in there because sometimes it's feels good. 
I have absolutely nothing to look forward to in terms of something that Rob will do to improve the team. He's going to have to show me. You ask me right now, ain't going to happen. So you don't see them closing up the gap even more as far as before December 15th? I don't think he's capable of it. I don't think he's capable of it, and we've seen evidence of that. I don't think – Tom, I'm sorry. I don't think he's talking to LeBron. I think he's too much of a pussycat to – <laughs> to, to have that kind of meow, whatever a, a PAB, yeah, he, would, he, he wouldn't PAB. be able to meow that. Yeah, he, he, he's he's he'd meow in the corner by himself. And Jeannie <laughs> is too busy. Uh, I don't know with her, whatever it is that she does. I don't know what she does, but I'm gonna stick to what I like and what I know works. What works is, and what's working a little bit is. You have a young, a couple of young guys here that are trying to do their best to, to help the team win. Uh, some of us, some of them have surprised us. That's good. AD is being AD. LeBron's going to come back, and I, I really wish we could play him twenty nine minutes, twenty eight minutes a game because I think he'd do you get think a lot he'll more. play on Sunday or do you think they'll wait? No, I don't think he's playing Sunday. He will play on Tuesday. I agree. And I, I'm telling you right now, tonight at eleven thirty three Pacific time on eleven eighteen, he's not playing on Sunday. He'll play for Tuesday. I'm hoping we win Sunday, and if we should predict or come true with our prediction on Tuesday that we lose to Phoenix, you'll start hearing stupid stupid noise about how Lakers should trade LeBron or some boring well, We, hear, we see that almost like in that. every chat room time. <laughs> okay. yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the chat rooms. That's for fun. I'm talking okay. about you're going to start hearing the numbskulls on TV. God, you know, I got to admit, I – listen. Even just seeing ES, the ESPN page, just seeing those guys and their their taglines, it's like, who watches this car- garbage? Seriously. It's the same thing every week. Yep. You get compared they're, to it all the time, they're Joe. Calling, they're calling people. Well, I got compared to Skip Bayless because I don't like LeBron, apparently. Which is a – just that's, that's the ultimate <laughs> insult because I can't stand Skip Bayless. There are really two guys in the sports world that I will change lanes. I will change my hairstyle once they're on TV. Stephen A. Smith. No, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. I just, as long as I don't have to hear him yell all the time, I'm okay. If he's calm, I'm okay with him. Nick Wright and Skip Bayless. They're the two biggest douchebags in sports. And I would say it to their face if I ever saw them, especially Nick Wright. That guy is a piece of crap. How do you like yes. Kendrick Perkins, Joe? I, I've listened to Kendrick speak. I, I'm not he, – he, he's, he's okay. A lot, a lot of the guys there are okay. I just I, – They the, want the, the headlines. When you work for that system, you start to kind of get into the – they all start to sound the same. It's a sales job, essentially. Yeah, you all start to sign the same. The second you veer off, you get fired. You know, you want to go off a little bit, you get fired. And, but there's there's things that there's things that Skip Bayless and Nick Wright have done that I've, I think that are just, they're not killing people or or anything like that. But they've LeBron just, needs to come off the bench. <laughs> yeah, Polinka should tell LeBron that. Hey, uh, you know, we're thinking about bringing you off the bench. We really think you can run. I can't wait till I start seeing LeBron to the G League. That, that, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. Don't give him any ideas. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the one thing that, the one thing that LeBron could hang his hat on is he was really playing well shooting. 
He was yeah. really shooting well the last couple of years at the very least. His shot has been shot this year, and his turnaround jumper is non-existent. I, I was very impressed with that particular advancement in his game in the last few years he's been with, with, with the Lakers because I didn't expect them to have it. You know, that little Dirk, Nowitzki, kind of Hakeem little turnaround. Yeah. And right now, he's got to play 25 to 30 minutes, man. If you don't do that, he ain't going to last. Yeah. So, Rob, Jeannie, if you think 27 to 29 are more important than giving this team a shot, all right. But I also don't see you guys doing jack squat in the summer. See, if I had something to look forward to in the summer, like, hey, man, Giannis is a free agent and he's looking, you know, that'd be a different mm-hmm. story, but there's nothing that's happening this summer. Nothing exactly. other than pure horror that you might be giving a top five pick to new Orleans and God forbid top three or even worse top two. That's not what you need to focus on guys. You cannot allow. I told you guys this in the last couple of uh, podcasts, this Guy, Wenbenyama is a generational of generational players. You only get about four or five of those guys every 50 years. So you have to make sure you pay attention to this draft and not allow the other team to get you drafted. You're not going to have a Wenbenyama in 27-29, according to what the history book says. You're not going to get it. So stop worrying about it. Figure it out. Just do something. You know, do something that has some intelligence in it. Well, if he's you, old, if you, so it's hard to judge him. <laughs> if you flame out trying, cool. You flamed out. You tried. You could come but out I, there. I agree with you guys. The, the you time is out. now on a trade. The time is, is, is sooner rather than later indeed. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and make sure what everybody's working on and what everybody's talking about when they're away from us here at the Lakers Fast Break. So Laker Tom, as the number one Lakers blogger, Besides the crazy trades you're putting up at Laker Tom on Twitter, that seems to get all of Twitter riled up at you. <laughs> Look at the comments. My gosh, they are just like all over the place. Get a lot of vitriol at you, my friend. But what are you working on at Lakerholics.com? I'm putting together a list of the, um, the five trades for Westbrook, that the five best trades the Lakers could make. <laughs> just with Westbrook in one pick and the five best trades they could make with uh, Beverly none in one pick. Uh, well, from based off the comments I see from gotta be the shoes. Uh, yeah. That, that'll make him really happy. As a be the fan. <laughs> what are those? I also want to go ahead. And, but I also want to make sure to give a big shout out to Jamie sweet. I know he's been under the weather. Hope he's feeling better. Hopefully he'll be able to go ahead and, also for Lakerholics.com, give it another Hopefully great five Hopefully looks better things. than Elizabeth Holmes did today. <laughs> yeah, that's true. True indeed. <laughs> but, John, I know you got a great channel as well. What are you working on for your great channel as well coming up for your viewers that they need to go ahead and subscribe to is to a day as well at the John McCallion channel and your new channel as well? Yeah, definitely. You, did you want to say something, Joe? Were you going to – Okay. No, we just want to know what you're up to, my friend, on your great channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you just can't wait. <laughs> I, you have no idea how much I can't wait. <laughs> um, he shows so, up. I've seen him. I've seen him on there commenting. Yeah. It's always great to see Joe and uh, Gerald on, on the stream for sure or on the channel. Um, so I actually launched a new channel because I talked to 
you know, some YouTube people who are a lot smarter than me when it comes to YouTube algorithm, they said that um, since I've had my channel for a while and I've talked about previous topics, I'm going to be moving my self-development, my, my self-improvement videos onto the new channel. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, there's going to be shorts, live streams, typical uploads or regular uploads. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, we're the called Lakers self-help here. So we try to go ahead and help people through their therapy. <laughs> Lakers therapy. Lakers. Yeah, they too beat much a lot of office it. ass to be a self-help type okay well, yeah, well joe let us know what you're up to at sin blaze and of course lakersball.com my friend before we head on out lakers ball i haven't because i've i've dedicated so much time to sports and then of course lakers uh fast break i haven't been posting on lakers ball as much as i used to uh are they happy about that well you know everyone there is my buddy uh, we're all tight. Uh, I'm not gone. I'm just not posting, let's say, 20 times. I'm only posting maybe three or four times uh, every maybe few days. And it's been gratefully appreciated your time you spent here and on our watch parties, both you, Laker Tom, Sean Grice, everybody that's a part of it. So thank you very much. They, well, I appreciate you having me again. This is I would have never been on a podcast unless I was invited. And That's a fact. And <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it, it's true. It's true. I don't. I just don't. I can't really listen to myself. I've said this a few times. I'll I'll try to listen to the show sometimes, and then I'll hear my voice. And I'm like, ugh. Well, I, I do off. see you answer the comments, so you probably put it on mute. That's probably my favorite part. I like to talk with with the people, and sometimes I can I can think of some good jokes. But I, I probably hold off on half of it because it would skew everything. Um, but talking Lakers, hopefully bringing a little bit of a different perspective. I, I don't know if that's happening. It might. Uh, you try to be fresh. You try to bring something where it's it's not shock jock, but it's also entertaining. It's a hard combination. It really is, especially after you know doing it for a year. Okay, what are you gonna what are you gonna bring next to the show? Uh, what's what's gonna make people happy? And so, in my industry, what 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 you do in terms of progression is, you, you you're doing turf, and then all of a sudden, you start feeling like you know what I want to do something else, and then you start doing pavers, and then you don't you know you had somebody contracted out to do curbing so that you can do a better frame on the turf, and then any good curbing guy is going to usually be out a week or two and you don't have time. So then you become a, a curb guy. You go by the curb machine and, you know, mixing, mixing cement is easy. So uh, the show kind of will, 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 I'm hoping reflects kind of on that where you, we prepare ourselves to advance with the popularity of the show. The advancement will also include the production value of this. I, I do plan on, creating a much higher quality production value here. And I think that will have a, a good visual for those who are looking for positive or, or, or good information on the Lakers. And that's kind of the, the, the next step. Uh, I know that sometimes takes a little bit more resource. I know not everybody has that, but I'm fortunate enough to be trending that way to the point where I do, I will have some disposable income to start really investing in the show. I want this show to be number one because there's no other way my brain works other than be number one. I want to, I want us to be number one and I'm good at being with a team contrary, you know, just, that's, 
that's, that's Joe doesn't play as nice nice with others. In terms of management, like it's there's certain industries that I don't. I'm a one man gang. The industry I'm in right now, I'm a one man gang because I just when I do things, things run right 100 percent of the time, and I, I don't. I, I, no one else can do what I do. And when I've offered to have people come with me, usually too scared to come. I don't know why they're scared. This is, I don't go yell at people. I don't go, you know, I'm not that guy. I, I didn't, I didn't open a business to be a boss. The reason why I say that is I didn't, I ran away from bosses. So that I would be the ultimate hypocrite if I was running a company like the bosses that I had to deal with when I was just schlepping around getting work. Um, I had some, Good bosses, though, in my time, I learned some amazing things from certain people. But the majority of the people, especially if you're going to start to go to the next level where you want to be really successful, I don't think in my, at least from my experiences, I I haven't been able to see how you could do that with someone else kind of dictating your future. I I, I just, I don't. I I did an inventory on myself when I ran my own business. said, okay, I'm going to do what I was trying to do over here and, and see if it was really me. And to some degree, it was. I, I, I take half the blame. But the other half is, look, I come to work to work. I don't have problems at home. Okay? I don't, I'm not a doper. I don't, I barely drink. I don't go to Vegas and go to strip clubs. I don't do that garbage. So. Well, I am if, in Vegas, but I don't go to strip clubs. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with going to Vegas and having a little good time, but that's just not what I do. Too expensive. Um, I've done it with friends <laughs> who've had bachelor parties. And how I've organized them, but it's just not my atmosphere. I don't really like strangers. I don't like people I don't know all over me, anyways. It's just not kind of how my brain works. So when you run how a business, they be all over you. Well, you'd be surprised, John. Um, <laughs> you know, when you when you got the talent and you got the. All I can say is we did a, a bachelor party for a friend a long time ago, and yeah, those places they. Uh, I don't like expensive. it's a fake it's fake and it is it fake. is it is yeah. so it's fake, fake. And, and and there was someone over there that they were faking it with and I'm like no I don't need any I, I'm very healthy guys I am a very healthy person I don't get sick I don't how's your how's your blood pressure well but <laughs> my blood pressure you know it's just like a firecracker it, it goes off <laughs> high and then once it's once it's burned out I'm good uh, I think if I had health problems I, I you know I probably wouldn't be here. Uh, Knock on wood. Bill Parcells, thank you. Bill Parcells, I always look at Bill Parcells as uh, kind of the the guy that I would say had pretty high blood pressure for 30 years being in the NFL, but he's still trucking along. He's still doing well. And I think a lot of it comes down to when you have your values and your your balance at home. So, John, if you want to talk about self-help and motivation and things like that, uh, one of the things that I would preach if if I wanted to do something like this, which I don't, never be on a TED Talk doing this, of course, but I can speak through John because he's so elo- he's you know he's he's eloquent like that. Flow like Conf- water. Confidence is the is the number one. I'd say confidence in yourself is the number one thing, and it will never be anything other than that. When you're confident, nothing usually can stop you. Nothing other than maybe getting sick, having cancer, some kind of debilitating thing. That's the only thing that can stop you. If you're confident, 
you will make it in anything or find some you'll you'll be able to go through the weeds to find the thing that will work and that's that's what i teach all my little runt cousins who think they know everything and anyone who obviously usually doesn't listen because it's too hard it's too hard to do confident things confident things means you got to take chances you're you're gonna fail to a degree failure is a subjective thing i don't really consider losing a couple bucks on a deal a failure it's like well it kind of segued into something else and i'm not a i'm also not a guy that says oh this happened for a reason type crap i hate that crap too it's it's all a process and it never really stops so failure is not really there failure is in sports when you don't win right to me it's that's a black and white thing which is probably why i like sports so much but in the end guys you know the the goal here with the show is to to continue to progress bring more production value to it and not be stale and not be a piece of crap like the guys I talked about before, because those guys are. That's um, our slogan. Let's not be a piece of crap. I don't, I don't, that, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that, that's, that's just how I feel about that. Shooting for I the love stars. the Lakers fast break. They're not a piece of crap. There you go. <laughs> I, I would have liked to have used other words. It would have felt, it would have hit home a little bit more, but. Set the no, bar that's there. fine. But, Trying you to keep might it. have T-shirts made from that. Let's trying to keep it. And, I, and the fact that we're talking about him is bothering me. I, I don't even want to mention. As someone had mentioned Laker Nation. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to talk about Laker they Nation. They are what they are. And, yeah, you know, their delivery is there. And they say the things that they do. And, and yeah, when you do that, are, when you do that, and, you know, my, the audience can do that. That's fine. But for me, I, I don't want to talk about the competition because now you're giving them attention. No. That's a lot of reason why we're here and we're doing as well as we are is because people have migrated over from Lakers Nation. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers did win 128 to 121. Our next game, please go ahead and join us for our live watch party. That is going to be available at playback.tv, which you can sign up for free today. Slash Lakers fast break. Join Joe Soro, Laker Tom, Sean Grice might be there. The whole gang might show up there, so please go ahead and check out that. <laughs> I Hopefully Joe has wrapped it up, but I will say <laughs> right now, please, if you get a chance, join us for a live watch party at Playback.tv. Tom is really, really invested into it. He's really making it a great part of the Lakers fast break scene, so please go ahead, give him, Joe, myself, Sean, when we're there, a big shout-out as far as our coverage on there, and also as well, Please join us for after the game on Sunday. Remember, the game's on Sunday against the San Antonio Spurs at the Crypt. That's going to be Sunday at 6.30 p.m. So go ahead and join us for the live watch party on playback.tv. Then after the game, right around 9-ish, 9 p.m.-ish Pacific time, of course, right back here on YouTube. And, of course, wherever you get your podcasts, right here at the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for me, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. And, of course, Lakers Fast Break at yahoo.com once again the lakers do pull it out go ahead and pull away from the detroit pistons who ran out of gas 128 121 we'll be back sunday facing off against yaka portal and of course the rest of the san antonio spurs the first of three matchups the next three or four games are coming against san antonio can we make oh, 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 oh okay joe go ahead last thoughts before we head on out are you comment on the russell westbrook trade good night <laughs> Good night indeed. Once again, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you Sunday. You didn't expect that, did you? Always the unexpected from Joe. But we'll see you Sunday 
against San Antonio starting at even, 6.30 for launch party. Left. Right here. Even Tom left. <laughs> at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>